I'm Natalie Walton, and this is Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. Each week, I'm here to share with you some of the biggest lessons I've learned during my career and life. Some of them I wish I'd learned a lot sooner because they would have saved me a huge amount of time, stress, and even money. Many of these ideas could have accelerated my journey as a creative and business owner. I also feature interviews with inspiring creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts to help you focus on what's most important in your life. Today, I'm going to focus on one of the big lessons I've learned. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to thank you for your beautiful messages and DMs about the podcast. If you haven't done so already, I would really appreciate if you could subscribe, rate, and review it wherever you're listening to it today, or share with a friend. That's something that I often do when I find a podcast or an episode that I know will help some of my friends on their journey. And it really does help this podcast get out to other like-minded creatives. So thank you. Okay, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all well. This morning I went for a walk and I was thinking about all the things that I needed to do today and I started to feel a little bit overwhelmed and I had this moment of realization that I just needed to simplify what I needed to achieve and what I needed to get done. And I thought that this might help some of you if you've got a lot on your plate, especially as we're getting towards the end of the year. I know that certainly within Australia, As we get to the end, people are trying to prepare and get things ready before the sort of summer shutdown period. And obviously all the things that go with Christmas as well and the end of school and school holidays, that big summer holiday. So we can often end up putting more and more on our plates and that feeling of overwhelm can get stronger and stronger. Now, I know that this can come up for you in other ways as well. One of the questions that I get asked the most relates to decision-making and feeling overwhelmed when it comes to all the sorts of uh, decisions you have to make in relation to the home. So it might be, what is the right paint color or design decisions for the home? Which tile to use? Uh, Also, what's my style? What's my decorating style? And where do I even start when I'm doing a design process? In today's episode, I really wanted to simplify this process for you and help you with some insights that I've learned over the years. I had a really big aha moment a few years back now when I was starting to go on my tree change journey. And in this process, I've spoken about it briefly before, but basically what happened was I didn't want to take everything with us during this process. And I really had a big look at all the things that we had in our home and I only wanted to take the pieces that I really loved and I wanted to continue in our home and to be part of our story. And as I went through this process of decluttering my home, it really became evident to me that the pieces that were of a neutral palette, they were the ones that I wanted to hold on to. They were the ones that went with everything else, that they were really easy to use in different areas of my home, in different, even when I went on to different styling shoots, I would take, in particular, I had a couple of cushions that were just a very neutral colored linen cushion. One was just basically an off-white and the other one was more of a sort of soft gray color. And I would take these cushions to so many different photo shoots and they worked in 
many different types of homes. They also worked in many of the different rooms within my own home. And I realized that when I had a very limited palette within my interiors, it just made life so much easier that everything went with everything else. And I didn't have these superfluous things just lying around my home. And it also helped in terms of I just, they were timeless and they would, they weren't dating as well. So I I really started to come to this realization that when I work within a limited palette, it actually just makes the decision-making easier in terms of how I style and what I do. I also had this realization within my own clothing wardrobe. I used to have a lot more color and pattern is in patterns with colors. But again, I found that when I had those types of clothes, they just didn't go with everything else, or I could only wear them with a particular top. And so I would be struggling to get them to work with the other pieces within my wardrobe. When I limited the color and palette within my wardrobe, it became so much easier to make decisions in terms of what I was going to wear that day, because pretty much everything went with everything else. It didn't become this big exercise of trying on different outfits and even just really whittling down my collection of clothing to the pieces that I really loved as well. And again, this just made it so much easier. I'm actually going through this process again. Obviously, over time, some of the clothes they get, particularly here I find in Australia because we wear sun cream quite a bit over the summer period. Sometimes I get stains on my clothing from some of the sun creams. So some of my clothes are getting a little bit tired and worn and some of the stitching has come on done on a few pieces and it's to the point where they're really starting to they've had their day and I've been slowly replacing a few things but I really want to only have pieces that I really love in my home and that others I'm going to donate or otherwise they really have ended their life but um Again, I find just limiting the choices in terms of what I'm going to wear really helps with that decision-making process in the morning. There's the famous example of, well, there's two, and I think I might've mentioned these before as well, but Steve Jobs used to always wear a black top and jeans because then he didn't have to think about that. That was one less decision he had to make every single day. The same with Barack Obama. I think it was a Navy suit he would wear every day. And it just helped simplify his process that he didn't have to be making all of these decisions. So when you limit your choices, it really does help simplify your life and just remove the overwhelm that you can experience with when things start to stack and topple one on top of the other, when you have a huge amount of decisions to make every single day. To remove some of those in a very easy, simple way, it really does make life much easier. We have the same breakfast every day. All of those decisions are kind of become instinctual. I do the same type of exercise every day. I go for a walk. Again, I don't have to think about it. I just do it. And so I'm not using all my brain power in that early morning when you're actually at your best and your peak performance. I can just then focus on the things that really will move the needle in terms of my business or the projects that I'm working on. So let's look at a few other examples that you could use within your own home. 
and how this idea of limiting choices might help you. One of the things that I think when it comes to designing our homes is that we can easily get caught into this trap of seeing a million images out there, lots of inspirational ideas, and wanting our homes to be everything. Now, when we do that, we quickly get overwhelmed and we can easily lose our way because we don't have a clear vision of where we're going. This was something that I spoke about in the mini styling masterclass is that when you create a clear vision for your project, decision-making becomes much easier because you've got this guide and this framework to help move you forward. Whereas if you're trying to let your house be everything, every single idea, then you can just end up going around and around in circles and quickly exhausting yourself in the process. So I do recommend when it comes to your home to really set parameters around what you want this home to be, because not every home has to be everything to you at that particular point in your life. You really need to respond to your needs and the function of your home. So some of the things that I think you should think about when you are making these design decisions and the parameters to create for yourself and the boundaries is, first of all, consider the style of the house. So the existing architecture, if that is something that you're going to embrace, more than likely you have chosen this house for a reason, then use that as a guide for your own designs going forward. For example, with my current home, it's got lots of timber lining boards throughout and shiplap. Now, I love the effect of Tadillac, which I've done in my studio, but that just doesn't work on turn in terms of all the timber lining boards. So I have to think about that in a different way and how I'm going to work with that. So that is already one boundary that I'm creating for myself. The second one is your location. If you live in the country or the city, and even more than that, in terms of do you have neighbors that overlook your house or are you on a property? Those elements affect your design design decisions and again create parameters for yourself and that is helpful the more boundaries that you create for yourself then it really starts to make the decision making much easier also think about your lifestyle and how you live if you've got young children and if they're likely to be drawing on walls maybe or the floors or if you've got a dog and it's got lots of hair or whatever it is that your particular situation is, really think about that in terms of the functionality of the house and be realistic about how you're going to be living within the space. This might affect whether you decide to go for white floorboards or if you have maybe tiles or something else in an, another area of your home. Two other ways that you can establish criteria for your home is to really obviously think about your budget. And this is so important. So sure, go and dream big, get lots of ideas, but then you've got to think about, well, how can I make this work within my budget? And that will really create a restraint. And that is actually a good thing because it can ignite your creativity. And again, it really will help limit your choices so that you're not going in all sorts of different directions and it will help make the decision-making much easier. Also think about the serviceability of your home. 
Now, do you want materials that are going to be incredibly durable? This might be something that you're thinking about if you have an Airbnb, for instance. You might not want to have something that is a precious material that you're going to be worried if you get marks on the wall or if you're going to get marks on the bench top um, or if you know there's going to be water on a timber in, in a shower or a bathroom. So really think about the durability and the services, serviceability of your design decisions too. And again, when you put these constraints on your project, it will really help you limit your choices. And then that's when you can get more creative. I find that limiting my choices as well can really help with styling homes. I often, when I'm doing it within my own home, I like to really work with what I've got rather than going out and buying something new. Sometimes this is because I just have to quickly respond to creating something. Maybe suddenly a photographer wants to do a photo shoot here, or maybe I want to create some videos. So I just have to work with what I've got. And I do find that this makes me really think about the pieces that I have within my home. I did this recently. I thought it'd be fun to create a little reel. And so I wanted to change the top of my sideboard in the living room. And I really, I literally, I had a time limit because my children had gone to um, our in-laws, uh, my brother-in-law and his family. And they went to go to their house to have a swim in the pool. So I thought, okay, I'm going to create a few little reels. This will be a fun way to do it. And again, I gave myself a deadline, a limiting choice. And then I had to kind of pull together what I could within that time frame. This was really helpful because then I basically ran from room to room and looked at what was available. And some of the things that I found was a artwork from my office. I found a Turkish pot from my bedroom. I got some books from the bookcase in my bedroom, uh, sorry, my office as well. I got a hat from the hallway. So these were some of the objects that I ran and grabbed from different rooms around the house. And I also played with some other pieces that didn't end up working within that particular space, but they were they were things that I was looking at and trying to see if I could make them work. And that's what I do. I just grab the things that I think are interesting that might work and then play with the heights and the proportion and the focal point and all the things that I talk about in my course. But also there's a, a free guide on my website as well, which that can help you in that regard. But really work with what you've got and that can propel your creativity because you need to then just work with those elements, the styling elements within a space. But limiting my choices, if I then sort of decided, oh, well, I can go out and start sourcing lots of pieces, then sometimes you're, if you've got a perfectionist streak that can get in your way, or you might be get into procrastination and just spend your time just looking at all these options rather than actually doing the work and getting a result. In terms of your work or any kind of passion project that you might have, then I do find that limiting choices is something that is also helpful in that scenario. As I mentioned, the idea for this podcast came up after I went on my morning walk and I was thinking about all the things that I needed to do and all the possibilities of how I could go about doing it. And then I just had that moment of realization where I said to myself, I just need to focus on what's most important 
to get the result that I want. And when I then focused on that and sort of put all those other scenarios to the side, then that then gave me a really clear roadmap of what I was going to do that day and to not get overwhelmed by all these other options that are out there in terms of how I can create the content and what are the different things that I could do. So just being really clear about what was most important to achieve that day and also putting my most important tasks first. So first things first from Stephen Covey, the book, The Seven Habits of highly effective people. Um, That is something that I come back to all the time and then don't start to get overwhelmed by all the other options that are out there. This idea of limiting choices also works very much within our family life. I find that when our children have too many toys out at once or even too many books, this is something that I'm going through with my youngest son at the moment, who is four years old. Because I've got four children and he's the one who gets all the passed down books and my older girls now are very much out of those picture book phase. So he's got a lot of picture books in his room and now he doesn't want to read any of them. And I think it's because he's actually overwhelmed by the amount of choice. So one of the things that I want to do is to put a little picture ledge shelf up that we have just received at my shop imprint house, but you could use anything similar to this and put it on the wall and display just a selection of the books uh, front facing, like what they do sometimes in libraries. And that will just limit the choice for him. And I might even just pack some of the other ones away. This is certainly something that I do with their toys all the time. I will pack certain ones away and then just bring them out, cycle them in and out at various times because then they get excited about them all over again. But when everything is out, it becomes too overwhelming for them. And this is something that I've certainly seen at the preschool and childcare centers that they do this idea as well, is that they mix it up, pack some things away, bring some things out, and it's new and exciting for the child. But if everything was out at once, then it would quickly become overwhelming for them. I also think this idea of limiting choices can be beneficial within your health and your your general well-being. I find that if I have too many options when it comes to food, then it can become quite overwhelming in terms of, say, what to cook. But I can be more focused on doing the right thing in terms of what I eat when I have very clear boundaries about what that is. So for me, that I've spoken about this before, but it is to not have sugar in my diet. Now, when I sort of start to relax the rules or stretch the rules or have exceptions, I quickly create confusion in my own mind. And then I start to go down a spiral and then it's sort of, it's all over. And then I have to get back on the wagon. Um, So for example, I basically, as much as possible, um, choose foods that have no sugar at all in them. But like I said, if I start to think, oh, rice syrup's okay, or this type of artificial sweetener, or even the natural sweeteners, it just doesn't agree with me. And even if I have something that's got too many dried fruits in it, then I start to get that fructose hit and my blood sugar levels go all over the place again. 
and then I'm craving sugar like crazy. So when I just make it a really clear boundary, no sugar, then it is actually much easier for me to stick to that rule because I'm not kind of having all these what ifs and what, you know, maybes in my situation or my scenario. So as you can see, there are many different ways how when you limit your choices, it can really help you focus more on what matters the most and really prioritize the most important elements. And so you stop feeling overwhelmed about all the choices that are out there to you. I hope that this helps you if you've been struggling with decision-making in your life or feeling overwhelmed with the choices that you have. But before you go, it would mean so much to me if you could please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It really does help get the word out to other people who also might find it helpful. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have a great week. You'll find show notes for this episode at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 28, because this is episode 28. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.